Woo, 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 woo. Sliwa is our last hope, Ireland. And Juan, Mason's partner. Oh, yeah. Oh, still Juan, in that's right. Juan is still in it. Those are the only two guys I know that are still alive. You went out. Mason went out. Kate's went out. Bergman went out. Did you go out yesterday? I went out two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Mason's mom went out last week. Who clipped you? Who, who, who yeah, broke your heart? Game. Buffalo. Buffalo. They were supposed to. They had a game that, that they oh, were that heavily was the... favored in and mm-hmm. blew it in the end. And um, Although, I... Well, Slee, it's down to 10. Do you have good teams left, or have you used most of your good teams? Used most. I think we saw. and He's I gotta, got, He hasn't used the Lions yet, and they play the Bears in Detroit this week. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you got one yeah, more. I think you got a chance to go another week. That's the that, one. That is a that I would. If you make it to the final four, they'll ask you if you want to chop that. Trav, that happened to you last year, right? It did, and I kept saying yes, but somebody else in the final four kept saying no. Right, and a that's right. A seldom used rule where we all lost on the exact same week meant it was an auto and, and they said we're done with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're just we're paying done. out all you guys. Would you take a, a percentage, Lee? Um. So same situation that you were in. Three of us and two of them said, hey, let's... Everybody's got to unanimously agree. Yeah, if one person says they don't want to chop, you don't chop. If they both wanted to chop, I'm okay with chopping. You should be yeah. okay with chopping no matter what. Um, just because this was a $25 investment yeah. and you're laughing. If it was you 130, get, I think 130 entries. Yeah, you're laughing if you get paid anything. Uh, but, but good for you that you're still alive. It's, who, who knocked you out, Trav? Yesterday, Cincinnati. Everybody. Ma- that knocked Mason out too, right? Yeah. And Bergman and Kate. And... Boy, dropped, dropped a touchdown that, that would have probably won the game because they would have been up four with about 90 seconds left. Who knows? But it would have been better than going OT. All right, so let me ask you guys your advice on something. I'm in a confidence pool. Okay. There's 30 people in it. All right, so here's how a confidence pool works. There were 14 games this week, so you rank. Like the team you feel the best about, you give them a 14. I gave the Bengals a 13. Ooh. And they right, – but – Everybody in the pool, all 30 of us, took the Bengals. Yeah, and that's so, why you can live with it. Right, but here's my dilemma. The top two places get paid. The top guy gets paid a weekly win fee, and second place guy gets paid a weekly win fee, and everybody else below that, Where are you, you just currently? pile up the points. Third or fourth? I'm fourth. Okay, yeah. All right. I know what you're going to ask. Go ahead. I have Buffalo tonight, and I have 12 on Buffalo. But I don't get to see until the game starts what the three people ahead of me picked, but I know they picked Buffalo. Okay. They played the Broncos? Yes. Yeah. If I take the Broncos, I have a chance to – Can you change your pick? I can, right up until kickoff. Okay. If I take the Broncos, I have a chance to steal the whole thing. If I don't, I'll probably sink to about 15th because everybody's taking Buffalo. And Buffalo – I don't know if I want to give How many points out of the money are you? Like, are you a ways away? Oh, yeah. Oh, then you got to do it. Uh, But I don't think Denver has a chance. Do you? The game's in, look this up, Slee. The okay. game's in Buffalo, right? Okay. Here, here's why they have a chance. Since they gave up seventy to Miami, yeah, they've actually been decent. And the Bills have been struggling, but I Bills don't, have been struggling. I don't think the Bills are going to lay an egg. And here's the other thing, you know, people that are two and three are thinking the exact same way I am. Yeah, they're thinking, okay, my only chance to jump into the money, yeah, is to switch and take Denver, so I can outsmart myself here. We all four of us could outsmart ourselves and take Denver. Yeah, it's in Buffalo. You got eight weeks left, right? Does it go through the end of the season? Yeah. You got eight. You don't have to do crazy stuff yet. Let let it play out. Okay. Right. So there, just there, stick with Buffalo I, and ride I, it. Whatever you think that the right pick is today. I think I think Buffalo wins the game. Yeah, I, I do too. But if you get down to the last three or four weeks and you got to make wild yeah. swings, yeah, that, you're right. That's what I'll do. Yeah. I'll just start goofing around in the last month. Yeah, take a game because there's what pick- seven, eight weeks left. Yeah, there's there's. Eight weeks left, and take a couple of those pick'em games and put them at your 16s and 15s. Right. 
and, and, and hope you get him right and see if you get lucky. Yeah. yeah, Lions will be my pick. Yeah, I just I had to make sure that I haven't picked them. I've not picked them. Is this and the, I think most other people I I know I picked them early mm-hmm. in the year. So is this the official end of Mason's work streak? Is Friday. The, it was Friday. Oh, he didn't work Friday yeah, either. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and who knows how long he'll stay out. <laughs> I mean, is he, this a scheduled day off or is he ill? Yes. No, he, but he went 50 plus 58 straight shows without missing one for which for him is extraordinary. I fear we may not see him again until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> he says he's coming in tomorrow. Jorge, is he coming in tomorrow? Do you think? Hell no. Yeah, I don't, I'm not betting on it. Um, so, you know, we'll see when he shows up again. I tried selling Travis that. You guys are doing the fifth row Fridays, and yeah. it's the game against the I Rockets. Met the, yeah, I met the winners last week. The, the, the winners of fifth row Friday are so appreciative. It's oh, so fun. It's so fun meeting them. Last night was a guy who brought his son, mm-hmm. his young son, and they were right down there near the court. It was really cool. They probably love waving back to you and Michael. Like, yes, oh, how are those seats up there? Better better seats how is us? that up there? They have much better seats than anybody <laughs> at 710. Yeah. But we were talking about. Lakers got the Rockets for that game, the game that you guys are going to be giving away. I tried selling Trav that it's not only a rivalry game, but it's a payback game. How is it a down, rivalry game? Because they lost by 34, and I was encouraging Laker fans to come at 2 o'clock. with no AD. 2 o'clock for that game, and just really, you know, just think of the environment that it's going to be for yeah. Lakers-Rockets. Well, that was before Cam Reddish was reborn. Damn right. Now that Cam Reddish has been reborn, Damn we're right. taking those guys down. Am, am I just being a, 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 yes. a, yes. a, a, a hater by yeah. now? Not jumping onto the Cam Reddish train. Yeah, of yet. course you are. <laughs> I was when he missed that shot in Miami. I was sending texts to you know, like just goofing around, sending texts to my friends saying, "Okay, we're uh, we're on to Houston. I just gotta convince Cam Reddish to stop shooting threes." <laughs> sure enough, two games later in Phoenix, he hits the three that wins the game. Yep, th- it's five gonna, threes that game. I'm not gonna tell anybody to stop shooting anything. I'm just gonna <laughs> shut up and do my job. How big of a deal is it that Austin Reeves is out of the starting five? Not as long as they win. Yeah, you know they're two and zero since they started doing it. And I know, like, I probably know Austin as well as I know anybody in the team, him and D'Angelo Russell. And Austin doesn't care as long as they win. He really doesn't. I know, I heard you guys talking about this, and I know you were saying that it is something and it's kind of a big it, it, deal. It, it's not I the trust something you, if of they, it all, it's the timing of it. Yeah. That, that it happened eight games into the season, I think. Is Reeves won't make it a big deal. No, I don't think it's a big it's, deal it's for It's just him. the idea that. I, I can assure you that as long as they win, sure. he doesn't care. If they start losing, he may go back to Darwin and go, hey, put me back in in the beginning, and then Darwin will have a decision to make. But um, I've seen, like, I remember this with Lamar Odom when Phil Jackson was our coach, and Phil had to go to Lamar and tell him, hey, I'm going to bring you off the bench. Lamar's like, Phil, I was the second player picked in the draft. I've been an all-star. I, I don't deserve this. This is This is not only embarrassing, but it's demeaning. And Phil went, well, you're talking to a guy who – played behind Dave DeBusher and Bradley and Bill Bradley and Willis Reed and I had a great career and it's because we won and Phil talked Lamar into doing it Mm. and Lamar in the first year they did it won six man of the year and the Lakers won the title and he never cared after that about it Um, I know Darvin threw out Manu Ginobili Another great example is Andre Iguodala mm-hmm. through oh, yeah. the whole Warriors oh, yeah. championship run, which started in 2014. Do you guys even remember when Steve Kerr got that job? Okay, remember they fired Mark Jackson because everybody in the building hated him, <laughs> and uh, and uh, like Mark decided to make a like he he decided 
to tell all the players, it's us against the world. Right. It's us against everybody in the building. It's us against you. And when Jerry West came to practice, Mark said, what are you doing here? Get the F out. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. I don't know if he said F. but the um, So they bring in Steve Kerr. And do you remember, do you guys off, you know, they had Curry, they had Clay, they had Draymond, they had all these guys. Do you remember who the highest paid player on that team was? Was it Draymond or uh, uh, Iguodala? Nope. Was it guard? Double, double David Lee was the oh, highest paid David player Lee. on sure. that team. I was thinking Monte Ellis. And uh, David Lee was the highest paid player, was the starting four, and he got hurt for a couple of weeks. And they put Draymond in there for him because they needed to put somebody in there. And Steve Kerr had to go to David Lee after those two weeks and say, hey, man, we're playing as good as we've played since I got here, and I'm not taking Draymond out of the starting lineup. I'm going to bring you off the bench. And David Lee said to Kerr, and Kerr still talks about this to this day, he said, Coach, as long as we win, I don't care. And he said the same thing to Iguodala. When they got Iguodala, who had been an all-star in Philadelphia yeah. and an all-star in Denver, and he went to Iguodala and he said, he said, Andre, I can't start you. I've got all these people, you know, starting. And, you know, I have Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, and you're not tall enough to play center, so I got to, you know, I got to play Kevon Looney, and I'm not going to take Stephen Clay. I got to bring you off the bench. And – Iguodala said to Kerr, Coach, I don't care as long as we win. If we start losing, I'm going to be on you about putting me in the lineup. And they went on a run and win. Players don't care as long as you win. I Michael, was just Michael's ask you told that. me that story before, yeah. too. Michael was the number one pick in the draft, mm-hmm. the whole draft. Gets traded to the Lakers, and he's on a team that has like. AC Green and Kurt Rambis and you know guys like that and Worthy and and hi Momo, hey. um, and they told Jerry West told Michael from the get go you're not going to start but you're going to play a lot and you're going to help us and Michael said Jerry as long as we win you won't hear a word from me players care about winning and they're going to get I mean Reeves in the first game on Friday. Played 35 minutes. Yeah, and he's been out there in the fourth quarter, and he's and, uh, been making was, big shots. I was going to say, and Michael says the same thing, too, of it's not whether you start the game. Are you finishing the game? Right. That's If you well, ask any player, don't they want to be in in the most crucial time of the game? think about everybody I just brought up. At the end of games, Lamar Odom was in there. Sure. At the end of games – Ginobili. Ginobili was in there. At sure. the end of games, Andre Iguodala was in there, and none of those guys were starters. So – how many guys still have the initial reaction that Lamar had when you were talking about like that Phil Jackson went to him. He's like, no, 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 that's not, it well, had to be explained. I can him. tell you for a fact that Austin didn't love this. Yeah. Um, Lamar but, didn't love it. Right. Lamar fought it. And Austin told Darvin, you know, look, you're the coach and I'll do whatever you want, but I'm going to try and work my way back into the starting lineup. And Darvin said, just trust me on this and let's see where it goes. And they're two and oh. And by the way, this is coming for the Clippers. <laughs> one of, one what do you mean, those, John? I, I wanted to get to this because <laughs> one of those two, one yesterday. of those two guys who are both extremely prideful are going to. Ty Lue is going to have to say to either Russ or Harden, "Look, we're going to stagger you guys, and one of you guys is not going to start." And I, you know me, I love Russ. He's like oh, it's easy one. He's going to hate it. And it may they may even Momo they may even say it to James. They, they may might. they might go to James and say. Look, we were playing better before you got here. We're going to bring you off the bench and have you on second. And those guys are going to hate it, but they can't keep doing this. And Owen, and, they've lost five in a row, four in a row with Harden, and they lost to Memphis last yeah, night. Yeah, I texted well, Ramoni yesterday and I said, if they don't do something, I think they're going to fire Ty. Now, you disagree, I right? Said, Absolutely not. They will not fire Ty Lue. He's one of the best coaches in the NBA, and it's not his fault. 
Whose okay. fault is it? But do you agree with me that they've players. got to talk to those two guys? Yeah, and- it's going to be one or the other. And I, I agree with you on that, that I don't know who it'll be. In the Lakers' case, I think they had a choice. You either have D'Lo come off the bench or you have Reeves come off the bench because they clearly needed a better point-of-attack defender. They need somebody who can you know, do what Cam Reddish has done, right? right. It might be Vanderbilt when he's back in there, yep. okay? Um, so th- one of those guys has to come off the bench. We already know it didn't go well when D'Lo came off the bench. Right. Right? He was upset and didn't play well, and he was, you know, pouting. Uh, Reeves took it. I mean, I, you as you say, he wasn't happy about it. Right. But, but he, the, he, the continue, thing he, he did said, it last year. He, the thing he said to me, and I know he said this to Darvin, is as long as we win, I don't care. Yeah. Who, who's, you know. Go back to the clips for a second. Who's the person in the locker room? Not not the coach, the player. Okay. Who's the person that everyone listens to? Russell that, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is because the Russ is the one doing He's all the, the alpha. talking. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me let me give you the like yeah. personality breakdown because we only have a couple of minutes before you guys like to leave, right? Yeah. <laughs> twelve so. seconds to be precise. <laughs> <laughs> I thought make was, your point in okay. in twelve seconds. <laughs> Russ is the alpha. Paul George is too nice. James Harden just got there and doesn't want to ruffle feathers, and Kawhi doesn't say anything. There you go. Twelve seconds. That's pretty good. That was but, a, that was brilliant. That so was... Can it, if <laughs> if it's the guy that is the leader, that is the alpha, that does do the talking, can he be the one that has to go sit down, or does he need to be the one that's still in the lineup? I think he stays in the lineup. I think Harden is the. I agree it's with crazy you because Harden is the guy that Tyloo basically said. You say you're the system, go be the system. Hmm. And everybody else is trying to be like, he's the new son, and you're going to revolve around him. And he's great when you know how to revolve around him. Except for but, the son can't quit. Right. <laughs> and well, here's Look, a lot of cloudy days. He did all days. the right things yesterday. He sat on the bench during the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then the second he came back in, he hit a big three for them. I thought that was a really big moment for them. The next time, I don't know, was it blocked or did he hit an air ball? I don't know. Right. But he stood there in his locker. He answered questions afterwards. I walked out with him and... He, he was forthright, and he wasn't running from it yet. Would you be shocked if Russ said, no, I'll come off the bench? Like you said, he's the vocal leader. He's this, he's that. What if he's the one that takes the initiative? Like, hey, let's try would something different. Would you be different. shocked if I said, I would like to change my name to, to, to yeah. Tabitha? I can, see, I can tell you, as somebody who's been a Russell Westbrook <laughs> fan for yeah. his whole career, There's, that is not happening. No effing way. I mean, come <laughs> on. Is, no at this the, stage of his no career, way. he's on a minimum one-year deal. See if I have this right. The guy that's acted the same way every day for his yeah. entire life will not act differently tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, is it, that, it, that it, right? It is not happening. <laughs> he may he may come out and say oh, all the right things, mm-hmm. but he is the most. Com- oh, I don't even think he'll say the right things. <laughs> he is sleep. He is the most competitive yeah. athlete I have ever covered. He yeah. has Kobe Jordan level competitiveness. Yeah. If you put Russell Westbrook on a lie detector and said, "We got one shot to save the world." Yep. And either you, Harden, Kawhi, Paul George, or Terrence Mann can take it. Russ would say, "Give me the ball." You say Zubats. Give me the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's that guy. So, but but that's why you pay Ty Lue five million dollars. Sure, he's got to make a hard Doesn't decision. Doesn't he make more than that? Is that Ty? what he makes? Yeah, I think so. I think oh. he, I think he, they gave he him. Should, he should get a raise. Five. five. <laughs> I mean, like Monty Williams five is making thirteen. Take yeah. some of the fish. Maybe they give him six. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super Crosstalks brought to you by In and Out Burger. In and Out. That's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Bye! Ah! He's got me so fired up with that Raider stuff! Excellent, Morales. All that I was know so is, exciting. As Raider fans, we get to start the year all over again. We so got we're a squad. We're two zero on the way to seventeen and zero. Yeah, beautiful. Have you have you seen a team like not even conceal their distaste for a fired coach? They were like, smoking cigars like they had just won the lottery again. after McDaniel's got. I fired. mean, even the stories on they that broadcast yesterday. yesterday too. You hear that Melissa Stark story about um, uh, about Josh Jacobs? Like, oh. Soon as, as soon as Josh, as soon as the coach was fired, he goes. Last week, I got a play chart, and they had all the runs that I was going to do, and I haven't had that since the John Gruden days. And he goes, and I ran every play. And I'm like, God, this is just the Bergman. last two games. Josh Jacobs has been over 25 yeah. attempts. And he was over 100 yards for the first time this season. Antonio Pierce, after the game, said about Devontae Adams, I'm not stupid. I know who to get the ball to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's right that's at McDaniels. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all, these, all these comments are right at McDaniels. It's, and, and by the way, <laughs> trust me. Oh, my God. Where there's dumb, there's always dumber. <laughs> Somebody is going to hire another Patriots assistant oh to be a head coach one day, and this is exactly how it's going to end. Where there's dumb, there's always dumb. Oh, yeah. That is a John Ireland put it on it the is, wall line. Yeah, yeah that it is. Uh, the fact That's that these great, Patriot assistants continue to get hired is beyond me. <laughs> and you can bring up any of them from Matt Patricia to Romeo Cornell to Eric Mangini to Josh McDaniels to Joe Judge. They can't coach. Bill Damn. Belichick and Tom Brady were the system. You, if, if you don't get one of those two guys, you're not, and I don't even know if Belichick can coach anymore. I mean, but but I'm so happy that the Raiders are out of that mess. And uh, and by the way, what a dominant victory last night! Dominant, over, sixteen over to twelve. Sixteen. That's quality football. Hey, right listen, there. I'll 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 take like the the interception at the end there. That was that was incredible. That was beautiful. Crosby getting picked by the ref on the last play. Love it. And we fought through it. They almost, they almost lost that 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 hail mary almost landed. Okay, but so, anyway, we won. Yeah, we have <laughs> two and You guys, it is such Let's a go. great day to listen. Brian's here, Greg's here, Momo's in for Mace. We've got so much stuff. The only question is, can we get to it all? Now, Morales referenced this in the beginning. This is where I want to start. Yeah, uh, I've been doing. I was the Lakers sideline reporter for eleven years. It was my twelfth year of doing play by play. So I've been working at NBA games for 20 plus years and I had never had something happen to me that happened to me on Friday night. Really? So here's what happened. We are broadcasting the game in Phoenix and um, what has happened in these arenas, if you come, Momo, you know where yeah. I am at Staples if, yeah. or at Crypto. You come, Same thing. we're about 20 rows off the floor and we're basically in the stands when we're doing yeah. these games. So you're going to need to listen carefully here. I get to my seat, I start doing the game, and there is a woman behind me that sounds like a frog. 
and what? she will not stop. And and I start getting texts. I start getting what who is that woman like behind you? <laughs> but here's what it sounded like. Listen carefully. Don't okay. don't pay attention to my voice. Pay attention to the voice behind me. This woman is sitting. Are we talking Kermit the Frog level? Listen. Okay. She's sitting right behind me. This clip is nine seconds. Listen. Okay. LeBron to Reeves threw it away. Reeves saves it. Back to Hachimura. Hachimura is fouled. All right, rebound, rebound. That's one oh clip. My All right, now here's the, here, here's later in the game. Here's Austin Reeves on the right side. Reeves dribbling, 15-footer, it's long, it's an air ball. Rebound grabbed by Bradley Beal. I have a feeling if Phoenix scores here, Michael Darvin will call timeout. Here is Eric Gordon, throws it away. All right, so she won't shut up. Is it a real voice? Yes. Rebound, rebound, oh. <laughs> And so I finally, I turn around and... Uh, Tim Harris, my boss, is texting me like, what's with that woman? And I'm like, I, Tim, oh, I don't know man. what to do. She is directly behind me. She's eventually going to burn out. So I just turn and look at her. I turn around and look at her. And she's just snarling. Like, oh. she doesn't want me looking at her. And I, uh, I, my engineer, a guy named Brian, goes, hey, man, don't. Don't get into her because she 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 makes it makes it worse. If you if you pay attention to her, she doubles down. Oh. And I'm like, okay. So how do I handle this? I don't want this like woman behind me all the time. Right. So Greg, if that was the situation, and I brought you into management, or I brought you into manage it, what would you do? I'd say just play into it. Talk about talk about it on the on the broadcast. But there's a woman behind me that is really getting into the really excited about this Phoenix Suns team. Except I would just then talk you're about detracting it. from the game, yeah. which is oh. why you're there. Momo, what would you well, do? I mean, I would uh, find my producer, mm-hmm. and I would say uh, my producer was Greg Bergman sitting on his couch oh. in Studio City. So who? Okay, <laughs> is there anyone on site who no. can go Valley and have Village. a conversation? We have no budget. There is no one on site. Is there an usher? Yeah, there's an usher, and I could also say something to the Suns. You should say something to the Suns. years old. Okay, I haven't told that part yet. Oh, oh, my bad. All right, so, so Brian, what would you do? If, if, right behind me, Okay, I'm thinking this is like a 40-something. Greg, though. I think you just got to kind of play into it, because they're going to hear it anyway. So, she may hear this on your broadcast. It's just a woman going crazy. So, the, (laughs) would you have, by the way, Greg, when I told you to find it, would you have noticed it if I didn't point it out? Um, not in the first quarter. So I listened to the entire first quarter just jumping through, and I barely heard it. I'm like, that's nothing. And then I went to the second quarter, and I was like, okay, I can hear Yeah, here's, here's the nine-second clip again. LeBron to Reeves, threw it away. Reeves saves it. Back to Hachimura. Hachimura is fouled. <laughs> See, that clip, I was like, all right, there's something going rebound, on there. Rebound, rebound. So I don't know what to do. And, and I'm like, it. right, but I'm just... I, I, so I tune it out. Is there anything you could do with the mic? Can you go like this? No. Like put your hands over the mic and, and cover and it. And my engineer is saying, he's telling me your story. Her name is K. She's 91. Oh, my She's God. at every game. And she's a diehard Suns fan, and she screams until she loses her voice but every But you've been night. to Phoenix many times, and you've never noticed her before. Brand new broadcast position. Oh. Okay. This, so, so this, this is, is the first time I've ever done the game from this spot. So, so you got it. So the Suns are probably every broadcaster who comes right. through there is having this and, problem. And Brian, my engineer, is saying, "Don't, don't encourage or like, don't confront her, or it's going to get worse. You just got to power through it." So I said, "Okay." And Michael Thompson, there he goes. Okay, yeah, it's so smart. Yeah, he he, they hand us stat sheets. Yeah, and uh, 
So Michael takes one of the stat sheets. Writes on it. No. No. He just takes it, turns around and goes, your team's doing pretty good. And hands it to her. And she starts reading the sheet. And she stops yelling. And I went, oh, my God, that's genius. So I say to the the son's PR person, I go, every time out, I need a stat sheet. Right. Just bring him to me after every time. When, when there's a timeout, oh, this just is bring good. me a stat sheet. We handed K. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Is this real? I swear to God. We handed her 25 stat sheets, and she, she after a couple minutes, she goes, thank you. Like, no one's ever this nice oh to me. God. And Michael's like, like uh, you know, here you go. Like, look at Bradley Beal. He's doing great. Are you Here's saying a- that you tried to confuse a 91-year-old woman? No, no. I'm saying- <laughs> No, no. Greg, what do I always you did confuse a 91-year-old Greg, what do I always say- <laughs> Did you read a little okey-doke on the 91-year-old woman? <laughs> pulled over by a cop. They are so used to being yelled at and being treated lousy that if you kill them with kindness- it almost always works. Michael killed her with kindness. You know what? You should and have bought her some nachos. She no, would have been. Her mouth would have been full of. When cheese. I go back, I may do that. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah, bribe uh, <laughs> her with food. But I've never. I mean, you would think at some point in no. my career, I've been doing they, this. So they're going to have to move the broadcast that, position. That I would have every single road broadcaster. Some, well, you know, last week in Denver, the Utah guy, yeah. my buddy David Locke, is doing the game, yeah. and somebody spilled a beer on the radio board and knocked him off the air for the first half. Oh my god! So, oh no! So this is a real thing that um, that in in this world where. They're moving the, as, as we're as we've seen with Staples. Center, I have an update on the they toilet knee, gate. They kneecapped the media room. The 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 buildings and the people don't care about the media because the media yeah doesn't pay them money. Like the, so that's why they've moved all the announcers off okay, of the court. You're because wrong. They can the media those... pays them a lot of money for broadcast rights. Right, but but here's the thing. <laughs> The, the lowly the, the lowly internet reporters don't pay them anything. Right, but here's the thing. <laughs> but you guys do. Yeah, the. We've they never take us seriously, even though we paid them a fortune. Yeah, because Spectrum pays them so That's much true. more. That's true. That's true. So we're like the redheaded stepchild to Spectrum. But the the funny thing is, the, I don't think they will change the broadcast position. And I, I that's a good idea to buy your nachos. Okay. but the minute I'm going to work on this for you. I know someone quarter, to call. I know someone to call about in, this. in Phoenix. Work, yeah, I'm going to work okay. on it for you. All right, all right. So that that was, okay. Also, since we are talking about media complaints and media yeah. issues. I have an update from the bathroom at Crypto.com. Okay, hold that thought, because we got to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the Lakers. We'll also talk a little bit. You were at the Clipper game yesterday, right? Uh, yeah, both, yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll get into that, and we have a ton of stuff to get into today. You picked a really good day to listen. Momo in for Mace. I'm John Ireland. Mason and Ireland, ESPN LA. Hey, reminder, Fifth Row Fridays are back this season. I met the Fifth Row Friday winner last night at the game. Uh, This week, you can win Fifth Row tickets to Lakers Rockets on Sunday, November 19th. That's this Sunday. So listen to the show every day. Just our show, Mason and Ireland. Take notes. On Friday, the fan who calls in and correctly answers five questions will win Fifth Row Lakers tickets. Lakers Fifth Row Friday, presented by BBGo, the official game day snack. Of the Lakers. Now, before we took a break, Ramon and I were talking about how uh, this is a little behind the scenes, but we talk about everything around here. So the at, at Crypto.com Arena, 
there used to be this media room where you would go if you were covering a game, like Lakers, Clippers, Kings, whatever game you were covering. And it was really cool. It was like a sports bar without the liquor. Yeah. It had like 30 TVs. It had tons of space. Mike Breen used to say it was one of his favorite places to come. And this past offseason... Uh, the the folks that run crypto decided cut it in half. Screw it. I, I think they cut it by two thirds. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, they said screw it. Uh, the media is not going to notice if we turn half this room into suites that we can. I get it. They they're trying to make money and they and they can charge money for suites. So the media room has been completely kneecapped. You were the the biggest thing you were offended by. A couple of weeks ago was the bathrooms are now unisex. Yes. And we know that all men are pigs. And uh, we always leave the seat up. We leave a mess. Yeah. And then you got to go in there and deal with it. You say you have an update. The update is I feel very heard. Somebody must have been listening because they now have an attendant in there to straighten up after you disgusting men. <laughs> <laughs> so now when I go in there every single time, the stalls are nice and clean. The seats are down. There you go. The trash has changed. I'm not worried about contracting some kind of disease. Every time. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so much better. Thank you. I feel heard. I still don't want right. to go I, I don't in, go in a that. unisex bathroom. I go on the other side of the arena, but... At least this one is better. Yeah. That, thank you. And, and the <laughs> the atmosphere where we used to meet in there and talk yeah, and catch up with people is gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. It's just the way one of the one of the hazards of uh, of of trying to make money in a in a post COVID era, I guess. Okay. So uh, I talked about the lady sitting behind me the other night in Phoenix. Let's talk about the Lakers themselves. Um, they send us. I'm sorry. Yeah, I they they send Austin, to make you focus. Austin Reeves. LeBron to Reeves threw it away. Reeves. Saves it. Back to Hachimura. Hachimura is fouled. Right. Just give her a stat sheet. She'll yeah. be fine. I hope, so good. I, I hope Kay's voice has recovered. I That's think nachos I are your call. Uh, okay. Yeah, I may try that. I hope she likes those. Something to occupy her for quite a while. All right. So uh, they beat Phoenix, bringing Austin Reeves off the bench, starting Cam Reddish. Reddish played great. Last night, they, they played Portland without LeBron. And if you know anything about the Lakers this year, when they haven't had LeBron, they've been terrible, awful. But they found a way to win last night, and oh. Reddish played good again. So Portland without everyone, though, too. Yeah. No, wait, well, they're on their third point guard. Yeah. Scoot Henderson's out. Malcolm Brogdon's out. Last yeah. night, they started Skylar Mays. He was just okay. Uh, and they get to play Portland again on Friday. This is a pretty yeah, soft spot fortunate week for the Lakers. Tomorrow night, they'll play Memphis, who's 2-8. and eight. Although Memphis beat the Clippers yesterday. And Memphis we'll has talk- been in L.A. for like five yeah. days, so... You'll get we'll that, talk about that, that in a bump. second. Uh, Wednesday, they play Sacramento probably without De'Aaron Fox. And then Friday, we go back to Portland. Yeah, so it, go it, could be, it could be a good week. Um, but why do you think this worked as well as it did? Reddish looks reborn. He, yeah. he looks like, uh, you know, he was really struggling. He couldn't make threes. Yep. He, 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 he couldn't find a rhythm. They put him in the starting lineup, and, and all of a sudden, this guy looks like a major contributor. What is going on? So, I think a lot of it, there's two There's there's two sides of it. Do you, the, the, the Cam Reddish question is just, the guy has talent. He's just a talented player. And now not was everybody. was the ninth pick in the draft, Yeah, right? he's a lottery pick. And he's bounced around. He was in Atlanta, and then he was in New York, and then he, I think he was somewhere else Portland. last year. Portland. And now he's with the Lakers. He keeps getting chances because he's got talent. And I, I think we all expect a lot of people who are lottery picks, but it's really hard to adapt to coming off the bench. This is not your normal way of warming up. This is not your normal way of preparing for a game. You're not integrated in the system. This is now a very clearly defined role. You have a normal 
a normal starting you're you're starting right away you're going to be in the game you know what's expected if you play well you're going to be in like whereas when you're on the bench it's like some nights you get 3 minutes some nights you get those minutes at the end of the first quarter and some nights it's in the third quarter and you're cold off the bench that is a that's a hard role for somebody to adjust to and i really think that he has struggled in knowing where he fits in and now all of a sudden they're saying this is where you fit in and Austin Reeves has adjusted to coming off the bench great. He's had two great games in a row. So hopefully, hopefully. Did he say the anything Lakers publicly about out. it? Did he say like he was No, wasn't- but I talked to him. I mean, yeah. I, I talked to him all weekend. He, he, The one thing he did say publicly, and this is his personality, he said, look, my parents taught me whatever the coach says, you do it, and you don't make waves. Yeah. And um, what he told me and, and what he said, he goes, look, as long as we win, I'm good. So I you have know, this, and like, I love oh, that attitude about. I him. love that attitude, and I tend to be that way myself. My dad's had a different line, but it was similar sentiment, which was, "You don't ask the coach to play any position. You don't ask the coach where you're going to play. Right? I'll say, I need to bat third. I want to play right field. You you play where they tell you to play. Yeah. And you don't whine about it. You don't complain. And if you're a good hitter, you're going to bat third. They're just going to put you there. They're not going to like leave their best hitter on the at the end of the bench. Mm. Um, generally, throughout my career, I think that held true. If I was if I earned it. I would be in that lineup and in the spot I wanted to be in. However, I there's just something about this where he needs Austin should be a starter. He's a really good player, and I think for them to do anything long term, he needs to be on the court at the beginning of the game. They need to figure that out, and I I feel like they just had Austin do it because they didn't. They thought they would lose D'Lo if they asked him to do it. Maybe, but I, I'll tell you this, and I've never seen anything like it. You know, I've been doing this 20-plus mm-hmm. years, and I've never seen a team as bad in the first quarter as the Lakers have yeah. been in the first 10 games. Never. And last night, they actually had the lead at the end of the first quarter. Now, a lot of that had to do with the opponent, yeah, with Portland. But, I mean, it didn't matter before who the opponent was. They were always down by double digits, yeah. regardless of where they were or who they were playing. And so, first, got to straighten that out. The other thing they got to straighten out is offensive rebounding and second <sighs> chance points. They're getting tagged every night. Last night, they actually had more offensive rebounds than Portland did. They actually... Uh, yeah. We're in the neighborhood in second chance points. Portland had 11. I Lakers think Rui's really helped. Rui yeah. coming back. I thought he looked great last night. He looked like the guy that they signed to the big contract last well, year. Well, Darvin has a saying, facts over feelings. Now, it's an easy thing to say. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard thing to execute, as Ty Lue is about to find out. Um, I love Ty Lue, always have. Loved him when he played for the Lakers. I think he's a great coach. I think tactically, Ramona, he's a top five coach in yep. the NBA. I think if you ask other NBA coaches – who they fear would drop a really good play against them, Ty's name comes up every time. But if he, if you apply facts over feelings to the Clippers, they cannot, cannot play Russell Westbrook and James Harden no, together. It doesn't yeah. work. James Harden played 28 minutes yesterday, and he was minus 28. Ugh. I mean, I um, saw the minutes that he did play. Like, I went to that game and watched it, and it's the same – you know, he's dribbling a lot and he can't turn the corner like he used to. But he's also like nobody knows where to go. They don't know how to cut for him. They don't know how to run pick and roll for him. I mean, it's – we. you know, if you could do a blame pie, sure, uh, he gets a lot of it. But I think a lot of it is just those guys have no idea how to play with him yet. And they do know how to play with Russ because yeah. Russ was there last year. So if I was Ty, I would start Russ and bring Harden off the bench, which is a really hard thing to ask a guy who's on his way to the Hall of Fame to do. And but he oh, has by the to, way, in a contract year, he has to do it, or else they're not going to come out of this. They, I mean, 
they they're minus seventy nine with yeah. James Harden on the floor. I, I mean, it's I just, think you give this ten games. I'm going to be the last one standing on this island. I know it's a crazy position, but I think. The best thing about Tyler, the same thing happened with Westbrook. I think they won their first game and they lost like four in a row. It it's hard to integrate somebody like this who has who you know. I mean that is an all time quote by the way. I don't play in a system. I am the system. Yeah. that is an all time quote. <laughs> like, but if the system is a losing system, it doesn't solve. It. I mean, I know I don't you think don't he think is. I think he's a great player. He needs to. They need to learn how to play around him and off of him, and then he'll be more aggressive. He is will. He a, is he a great player now, or was he a great player a few years ago? He's not as good as he was before. So but he's not great. Really he led good. more. He, Greg, he was though. He Greg, was. A he great led player. the NBA in assists last, last season. He also was throwing yeah, those to Joel Embiid. I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. but I mean, you, he has Kawhi and Paul George. I and, know and those guys will learn how to play off of him. Kawhi and Paul figured out how to play with Westbrook. They'll learn how to play with Harden. I don't. I agree with you though. I think they have to stagger the minutes, whether that's you know coming off the bench or just completely staggering the minutes. It feels inevitable because they don't play like Russ needs the ball. They both need Harden the ball. need the ball. They both. Well, and, Paul and, George needs the ball. And and I I will tell you this that. You know, I know that, and I'll include you in this because it seems like the the print media yeah. in particular is enamored with the Clippers front office. You guys all talk about how they are super smart and collaborative and everything. Did they not watch Russ on the Lakers? This is exactly what happened. LeBron needs the ball. Yeah, Russ needs the ball. Yeah, That's but with why Paul it and Kawhi, work. it was okay. With Paul and Kawhi, it's okay because they're not true. They're different than LeBron. Like LeBron really should be your system. But like, you that's know, the you true know that James of, James needs the ball. Yeah, and James so is more like LeBron. And they're starting the two of them together. I know. There's only one ball. No, it's not that. What part's are these not supposed geniuses at the Clippers front office looking at? We all saw this play out with the Lakers, and and, and you guys can keep doing it. You can. Well, I don't. When do they play again? Uh, they play in Denver tomorrow. Okay, that's a lot. Denver is really, <laughs> really good. Even without Jamal Murray. They don't that have Jamal for the chance. next month. That gives them a yeah. chance. But if they if they trot James Harden and Russell Westbrook out there against Denver, Jokic is going to carve them up defensively oh. like you will not believe. That's the bigger issue defensively. Well, like you, Offensively, I think they'll figure it out. But defensively, those two guys, those can't you lose a lot. When they're there, and I think one underrated part of that trade, they trade away all their good wing players. Right, like Batum is a really useful defender. I actually He's a really good player. I'll defend him for making the trade too. because they didn't give up anything. No, I mean you just said they trade all their good wing players. I mean, but, but Batum, they yeah. still have Norman Powell, who's yeah. like a, a really good wing player. I, you know, the one guy they traded last year that I don't understand why they traded was Luke Kennard. Yeah, uh, because he wanted he wasn't he didn't yeah. have a good role there. But all right, so. Let's see how how it play. I mean, tomorrow in Denver is yeah. going to be hard, but they're eventually going to come to the realization that you can't play those guys together, and they can sit here and put feelings over facts. But I'll tell you this: Ty Lue is the kind of guy who's cool. Like he's he's not he he may not have loved that game, but he's not sweating it yet. Like you right. know, Ty, he's got nerves of steel. Well, although I'll t- remember after ten games, I don't know. Remember but- <laughs> when? Okay, remember when Ty left in Cleveland? Mm-hmm. LeBron left. Ty was still there. Yeah. They started 0-6. He said, this isn't for me. See ya. I, I, everybody says, like, and you may be right when you say they're not going to fire Ty because he's too good of a coach, but Ty could walk. He's a confident, proud guy. He walked away from the Laker job when they offered it to him because yeah, he, he didn't did. like the terms of the deal. I mean, Ty Lue's a proud dude, and if these players aren't going to listen to him and somebody above him is saying he has to play Russ and James together, he might walk. This Ramona, they can't keep losing like this. 
They're, right. they're, they're going into a new building next year, and they were projected to be a championship contender this season. They made this trade because they thought they could win this year. I'm just going to say. they're getting give, tagged by teams like Memphis, who are terrible. Ten games. It's been four. Okay. Give them ten. All right. Then, then, I'll, then I will absolutely switch sides if they still look this bad, but I don't think they will. All right. We'll, spin, we'll spin the wheel of questions coming up. Now it's time to tell you about BBGo, the official game day snack of the Lakers. Bergman and I love BBGo. We've been to two different events with a BBGo truck. And uh, basically all we do is camp I'm out I'm hungry right truck. now, so anything you're saying, I just want to eat. Mouth-watering <laughs> Korean snacks and yep. meals in minutes. Keep your freezer stocked with BBGo for delicious meals. Korea's number one food brand, making the whole world more delicious. Minimum effort, maximum flavors. Now, it's available at all major grocery stores in the freezer aisle. Bibigo Mandu are the largest, juiciest dumplings in the market. Every day is a day to live delicious with Bibigo, and most of all, we thank Bibigo for sponsoring Fifth Row Friday, which is the favorite promotion we have. Today, Greg, we're doing Million Dollar Monday and Fifth Row Friday, Yes, right? yeah. we got two big things going on. Yeah, right these are, those are the two best things we give away around here. All right, we'll spin the wheel of questions coming up next. Momo and for Mace, I'm John Ireland, ESPN LA. All right. A good friend comes to visit you for one day, and they've never been to Los Angeles. Where do you take them? Oh, I like that. All right, now pretend for this question, Greg, Brian, yes. Momo, money is no object. Like, okay. don't don't worry about how much it would cost. You're trying to give them a the first, uniquely yeah. L.A. experience. Yeah. Let's say you can take them to three places in that one day. What okay. pops into your head? Uh, the first place, I always going to check and see if there's a concert at the Hollywood Bowl. That's number one number for one. me. Hollywood Bowl is the quintessential L.A. experience, yeah. particularly in the summer. And especially if you've yes. never been. You at some point will sit there and say, oh my God, the Beatles played here yeah. on a night like this. This is awesome. Yeah, it's right? the best. And and also you can make a whole day of it. Like you can yeah. make, you, if, if if there's a you good show. You go to show, Hollywood and Highland, you yeah, can walk up the hill. You can go to the Chateau Marmont. I think that's an underrated place to go. Yep. Chateau Marmont, and then you do all the history of like who, you know, all the people who've died there, <laughs> had right. affairs there or whatever, lived there while they were on the outs. So, some some yeah. people are the same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Those are good. Died in um, that You're either going to spend the day in Hollywood at like several different stops in Hollywood, or you're going to do the beach thing. Bergman, like, where are you taking them? So we have three things, right? Yeah. So in the morning and maybe the early afternoon, I'm going to take them down to the beach, go down to like Santa Monica, Venice Beach, kind of in that general vicinity. Then in after probably in that late afternoon, we'll get some lunch and go up to the Griffith Observatory, go do all that stuff up there, okay. and then go down to a Dodger game at night. I was hoping somebody would say that. I think Dodger Stadium yeah. is a uniquely yes. L.A. experience. Brian, how about you? Well, Dodger Stadium was one of my choices, but I'll switch that to you crypto. You can still do it. Okay. Uh, you know, take them to a Laker game, you know, experience that. Also, I was thinking uh, Santa Monica or Venice, some sort of beach, you know, the California vibe. And then get them some like authentic Mexican food. Yes. Oh, real good. Tacos. Yeah, or something yeah, yeah. That, you know, especially if they're not from California. Yeah, you got to go get yeah. real. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, yeah, that that is a good idea. I would also find a way to work Nobu in because every time I've been to Nobu, you see tons of famous yeah. people. Yeah, like some sort of West Hollywood celebrity sighting thing. Right. Go to Craig's. Yeah. Go to you know um, Catch. You know, yeah. go to one of those trendy. Take them to one of the Vanderpump restaurants. You yeah. know, see. Uh, kind of depends on what they're into. So I had a house guest stay with me. She was from Germany. Um, she's like our. She's just related to my mom's side of the family. Okay. She came stay with me, and I. And it was a. It was a hard one because she's not into anything materialistic. 
Like, she just did not care about any of the celebrity stuff, any of the Hollywood stuff. Like, I took her to Chateau Marmont. She was okay. You know, like, doesn't care about Hollywood. The Walk of Fame, she's like, "Mm, whatever. You know? So, I think she became my, let's go to take the train to Santa Barbara. Let's go. Yeah. The, the train to Santa Barbara is a great train ride. It's two hours. Well, you get off right downtown. You can walk every around. Every time I go to Santa Barbara, I say to myself, why the hell don't I live Seriously. here? Seriously. It's like the nicest place yeah. ever. And it's a great train ride, by the way, because you you're just you're right around the, the, the ocean the entire ride. Right. Um, that's a good one. Uh, I think also like hiking any of the like canyons by the beach, Temescal Canyon's a good hike, you know, Malibu right. Canyon. Those are good. Like if you're with people who are not into the scene. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Pete, I, just go to the beach. Th- there's so many great places in L.A., but those are those are all good ones. What Manhattan did you say, John? Pier. Did you good. do yours? Yeah, no, I would I would start um, during the day. I would take them probably to Gladstones, go yeah. down to the pier. That's open again, by the way. Do you know that there was a whole thing about that? Oh, good. And but then, they sold it and they closed it and then they opened it back up. Um, I I'd end up at Nobu for an early dinner and then finish at the Hollywood Bowl. I think that and, and if there's a Dodger it's game, a lot of cra- that's, that's a, a lot of traffic. Yeah. Cross town traffic. Though. Yeah, but if you time it right, you that's can, also an LA experience. Yeah, you can uh, cross town traffic. You can figure Absolutely. it out. Hey, okay. do you know what day it is today? I don't. Today is Monday, and that means it's Million Dollar Mondays back on 710. You You see what I did there? That was a transition. Brilliant. (laughs) Thanks to Pollywood Park Casino. Listen all day, every Monday for your chance to win. So that means it's going to happen sometime in today's show, sometime in Sedano and Cap, but this is all happening today. All you have to do is give us your Super Bowl prediction, both teams and the final score, and you could be winning a million (laughs) dollars. And just for playing, you'll get two tickets, two tickets to a game at SoFi on December 3rd, so you can kind of figure out who's playing that. That day. Ramon, Mi- Ramon, oh, go ahead. Did you finish? Yeah, no, not yet. Million Dollar Mondays <laughs> on 710 ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play. I was, um, Momo and I were talking during the commercial break, and she was talking about how things change. You can have one opinion, and then, you know, six yep. months later, it could flip completely the opposite. When Mason and I started here, this is a true story, not this station, but we started together at the other station, you know, in the 90s, we were literally giving away what we were calling reconditioned cell phones. Ah. You know, like used cell phones. And we were hyping it up like it was the greatest thing ever. And now I'm I'm here on a Monday where we're giving away a million dollars and we're giving away Fifth Row Friday Laker tickets. And it's great. Uh, We've never given away as good of stuff as we're yeah. giving away now. Shout out to the Fun and Games Department. If you keep listening- Reconditioned cell phones. How'd you do it? Do you remember how you sold them? We, we just said, it's free. It's a free phone. You know, you yeah. don't even have to pay for it. You know, now you can go get a free phone yeah. at 18. I mean, it, just, it was stupid. And those <laughs> phones didn't even work. They were, I mean, it, was, it was just a complete waste of money. Um, all right. So Ramona and I have been to, a, between the two of us, been like a million press conferences. Um. And so something came up over the weekend that I'm sure this is a situation, Momo, you found yourself in. So I wanted to ask you about it. How far should a reporter push to get an answer? So you're working on a story. Yeah. You have a narrative in mind. You're trying to get a coach or a player to discuss what you're writing about. And a lot of times the coach or the player won't answer your question. Right. So how far... Can you go? This came up with James Franklin, the Penn State coach. They had a very high-profile game against Michigan for all the reasons we know that, you know, Jim Harbaugh was suspended right before the game, and then Michigan beat him. And there were some questionable offensive decisions from James Franklin, and a reporter tried to get him to talk about it. And here's how the exchange went. 
I don't understand the logic there. You're making an eight-point game to keep your team alive. Okay, you, you don't agree with it. I'm just telling you, that's the decision. I didn't think the answer had anything to do with the second one. The first one, I understand. Yeah, we're trying to get back. We're trying to get points. We felt like points were going to be hard to come by. We wanted to get it back. Well, there's two and a half minutes left in the All game. All right, Dave, Dave, I've answered your question. I don't think you did. So I don't know if you heard that. He says, I answered your question. The reporter said, I don't think you did. How far is it That's okay too far. to push? I, I, I think that he, that was too far. To me, that's too far. Because I think he did answer the question. He said, we're trying to get back in the game. And the reporter just disagrees with him. Right. Like, it's a stupid answer. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let it be a stupid answer. Let it be there. Um, here's the thing about press conferences. Most of the time, the people at the press conference, the people you're interviewing, are playing yeah. defense. Yeah. They're, this came up with the Dodgers when nobody in the room asked about Dave Roberts. Yeah. Like, are you just bringing back Dave Roberts? And finally, Bill, our buddy Bill Plunkett said, you know, you guys keep repeating this pattern. You, you'll, you'll have a great yeah. regular season. You'll get into the postseason, and you'll lay an egg. And yet you don't change – the manager or anything else is that just arrogance yeah and and andrew friedman said you know maybe it is you know but we feel good about the way we're doing stuff here um when it gets confrontational like that guy got i don't know if it serves your purpose because now at franklin whenever that guy asks a question it's going to be on defense for the rest of their relationship mm-hmm. it doesn't do you any good to put the guy yeah on on defensive right? no and i think also you, you know, I did that yesterday with Ty Lue. I asked him a question about James Harden, and he basically said, James, when you join a new team, sometimes, you know, you're not as aggressive because you're trying not to upset the card or something. Right. And I just wanted a clarification. I just said, is it too far to say he's being too polite? And he goes, yeah. You know, but the way he answered me was like a one-word answer, and I wasn't sure if he was agreeing with me that he's being too polite. And I said, can you expound on that? And he said, yeah, he's being too polite. Good. So you, so so I was you just got clarifying. the quote from him rather than Correct. Having, yeah, don't just say yes to my question. Well, you violated a Swatsky rule. I know, rule. the yes you or, no. or yes or no. I know. Um, but the- um, I don't uh, think I, it was too far at all. Like with the, that reporter? The, with, with James Franklin. I mean, he was, uh, apparently what was happening, They were. it was two and a half minutes left in the game. They were. They scored so that they're down by nine. He was asking why he didn't go for two to get it down to seven. Uh, well, really, to me, seven or eight doesn't matter. You're going to have well, to. You, well, yeah, but if you get the two there, I mean, right. You but if you just if you're touchdown. down, but but if you don't get the two, you're out. Right. I mean, I, I just, mean, if you're down eight, you're still alive. I mean, you should, at least try and get close there. I don't. I don't know. Right. I, was very, I just didn't think he had a question. He didn't feel like it was answered, so he was saying, "Hey, answer my question." Because it didn't sound like he answered it. Well, this is a dance that goes on with politicians all the yeah. time. Uh, uh, George Stephanopoulos had a guy on last week that. He asked like four times, do you yeah. think the election was legitimate? And the guy just didn't answer all four times. Yeah, they just you know, so it it, dodge. it, it happens every once in a while. All right, coming up, two o'clock call of the day, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. You can talk about any of the stuff we've talked about or you can go off the board. Bergman and I texted over the weekend. Uh, it, it took Greg a little longer to get there, but he is now with me that Chip Kelly needs to go. I don't know. Anybody who can make the opposite argument, Greg. No, I, can't. I, I mean, this was some. This was the worst loss in Chip Kelly's entire tenure. Saturday at the Rose Bowl, just absolutely brutal to an Arizona State team who stinks. And if you, so, you can talk about that. You can talk about USC. You can talk about the Lakers. You can talk about the Clippers. You can talk about the NFL. Eight seven seven 
877-710-ESPN. We'll tackle your calls next. Mason in Ireland, Momo in for May, CSPN LA.